these sounds you hear are of me leaving my apartment at 7.30 in the morning this past Thursday. I was going to the airport. Pretty good, how are you? I was flying out for TLA. That doesn't stand for tender love and affection. It stands for the Texas Library Association. Okay, you got it, Mr. Ching, thank you. Every year, they have a conference. That's right, a librarian conference in Texas. The big cities there take turns hosting it. This year is in San Antonio. My flight out from Detroit was delayed for a couple hours. I get in around one in the afternoon. Going to the Grand Hyatt. I check into my hotel. Hi, welcome to the Grand Hi. Hyatt. Do you have luggage in the back? Uh, nope. Which was right next to the convention center. This week on the podcast, what happens at a librarian conference? So TLA is the second largest library conference in the country after the American Library Association conference. So uh, as far as state conferences go, it is the best place to go to get continuing education, meet up with vendors, network with colleagues, uh, just expand your profession. I'm Corinne McLean. I am a public library director in a small city of Azle, Texas, right outside of Fort Worth. And I love my job. I love being a librarian. I think the biggest thing is a lot of people don't realize, you know, there's like an actual master's degree you can get to be a librarian and that we're not just people who have just a little job that's part-time. We are just as serious about our job as teachers and doctors and every other major profession out there. Kern here is also a part of the conference planning committee. You get selected by the TLA president, whoever's president that year. There's about 30 people. And we are the ones who we meet for about a year and a half. And we kind of plan a lot of the sessions. We um, arrange for speakers. And um, that's been my favorite part because I've been able to really kind of pick the sessions I know if I was attending that I would want to go to. And like any professional conference, there are also workshops and keynote speeches. In the main exhibit hall, there are booths with vendors all catering to libraries and librarians. This is Deb Goble, and I'm here with Junior Library Guild, and we're a collection development service that deals with just new release, first edition books that go on to win awards, so the best of the best books. And we place our books in categories according to genre and grade levels, so it's easy to aid in the collection development of your library throughout the year. Rhonda Pike, I'm a retired librarian, but now I work for Southwest Book Company, and we are here at TLA selling mostly the (laughs) author signing books so that our authors can come, and if librarians need a book, they can come to our booth, get it, and go to the author signing. I'm Steve Orlando. I'm the Chief Executive Officer for Calibri Systems North America. Calibri is a book covering system. can cover a book uh, within oh, 15 to 20 seconds. Uh, so I know you're looking at us and, with yeah. a surprise and saying, yes, it's quick. It is. It gives a great efficiency improvement for librarians that spend uh, probably three to four minutes covering a book. We can do it in under a minute. Yeah, and you have a nice display here of books that Yes, have been and it's great. By. And, you know, the Texas show, it's probably a, my favorite show because the people are so genuine. You sit down and you can talk to them, and they're so nice. And, you know, they, they're very genuinely interested in the exhibitors here. So it's a great show. As you can imagine, there are a lot of librarians walking around at this thing. I saw a pair of women wearing shirts that said, Keep Calm and Ask a Librarian. There was also another group that had shirts saying, Librarians. We make shh happen. Say your name and what you're doing here at TLA. Okay. Hi, my name is Jan Sykes, and I'm an author, and I am at TLA to 
tell librarians about my books, and I also belong to the Texas Association of Authors, so I'm also here to support that organization and that group. My books are all true stories. They are written about a Texas musician who had made quite a name for himself in 1970. He was arrested and convicted on two counts of armed bank robbery and sent to prison. It is ultimately a love story, and it took four books to tell it. But uh, the other unique thing that I do is I release a music CD with each one of the books that matches the time period of the story. Uh, my name is Gabriel Ransenberg. I'm a teen librarian in Austin, uh, the Austin Public Library. And here, I'm here at Texas Library Association with The Van Show, uh, where we use a puppet to interview authors, uh, picture book authors and teen book authors, about the things that they've written and the things that make them human. And what would Van say in this situation? <laughs> it's hard to do Van without having him on, you know, like, if I, if I, I, I guess, like, yeah. So at this point, Gabriel put his puppet Van on, and we talked about Van's cats. You can find a short video of that in the show notes. Hi, my name is Katherine Steyer. I am a member of the SCBWI Southwest Texas chapter. We are greeting librarians and letting them know about our Speakers Bureau. And this resource allows um, the librarians to look up perhaps their particular region and see what authors are close by, illustrators, and it lets them know uh, who's out there, what their books are about, and who's willing to come and speak at their schools and libraries. And what does SCBWI stand for? The Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. So my name is Ryan uh, Lindy, and I'm with Polyprinter. And we're here at TLA because a lot of the libraries are introducing makerspaces. So they're going to allow their patrons to come in and use 3D printers and laser cutters and you know tools and just hardware that people don't usually have around the house. Yeah, so we're here because we well we manufacture 3D printers and. That's, you know, it's a perfect fit for, for makerspaces. And here, once again, is our planning committee member, Curran McLean. That whole thing about libraries, you know, they're dying in the future, that's like so old. Like now it's like we've got this exciting future with innovation and we can take it any direction we want to. At least you want to sing. Oh, she'll be do wop wop. Do you want to, do you want, are you a singer? Do you want no, to sing no, no. I just have a sense of humor. That's all. <laughs> David Martinez with South Texas School of Furniture. What's real popular right now are maker spaces and, and uh, club furniture, pub height, cafe type of furniture. So there's a big shift in getting some of these old school districts to get to a higher education look and feel. You know, devices are very big now. And a lot of these old spaces, they have 30, 40-year-old furniture, and it's not inviting. So when you change up the space and bring in colors and bring in uh, areas where you can charge your devices and actually have a collaboration, it helps to have the right furniture there. There were software companies that do databases for libraries, educational games, and of course, publishers showcasing their books and authors. And that's also why I'm here at TLA. It's not just to record an episode for the podcast. I mean, I think from a librarian standpoint, we're the ones who, you know, when people don't know what to read, they come to us for advice. So it's really nice to see authors who are passionate about their work. So when I see a book on the shelf, it, okay, it may be great, but coming to like a conference like this and getting to meet authors like you, I get to hear like, oh, this is great because, you know, eight-year-olds who maybe have dyslexia would be really good at reading it or, you know, 12-year-olds who love science fiction. So um, it's, it's, I think, I seeing that passion, then we can pass it on to our readers. 
we come to Texas because it is the largest state library conference in the world, actually. There are about 7,000 librarians that attend this conference, and they come for professional development. They have this really robust programming for authors to speak on panels, like the one that you're doing today. This is Vanessa Carson, and she's one of the people responsible for me being here at TLA. My name is Vanessa Carson, and I work for the school and library team at Penguin Young Readers. We're a six-person team, and I specifically do conference planning for um, conferences that teachers or librarians attend, and also events with our authors. So I'll plan dinners, cocktail parties, pretty much any any events to get attention on a book and get teachers and librarians in the same room as our authors so that they make a personal connection. And a great example of this was that the night that I got into San Antonio, there was a cocktail party with all the Penguin Random House authors at the conference. We all wore different colored cowboy hats, we introduced ourselves, there was even a scavenger hunt where the librarians were moving around the room and every author had the answer to a different question. We don't go to every single state for conferences, but there's huge book buying opportunities in Texas because there's the Texas Blue Bonnet Award, there's the Lone Star, different like awards that help to get books on state reading lists so that teachers have an idea of what is coming out and what they should be introducing their students to. Yesterday, someone said to me, who's not in part of this conference, who's not an author, said, wait, you're at a library conference? Like, people still go to the library? I thought that was like a dying thing, which is really like a stab in my heart. Um, But, you know, so many people go to the library because they don't have a computer at home. People go to the library because they want to interact. And, you know, if you're older and you're retired, you can be part of a book club. If you have a toddler, you can go to story time. Like, the library, like, provides something new and different for several age groups. Many people don't really know that that's at their fingertips and it's free, but a lot of people do know. And I think like reading, people are reading more than ever now, especially kids. I know like when I was growing up, YA wasn't a thing, but now kids are like gobbling it up, which is, it's it's amazing to see. People read and then see the movie, you know. So Vanessa and I recorded this when we were waiting outside a room for one of my panels to start. That same afternoon, I did another panel and then a signing in the main exhibit hall where we gave away dozens of copies of See You in the Cosmos to attending librarians. At 6 p.m., not even a day and a half from when I landed in San Antonio, I was headed back home. All right, so where are we right now? We are in the San Antonio International Airport, sitting on the floor. So when I was getting my bag from the hotel, I ran into two Penguin editors I'd met the day before. They were going back to New York, but it turned out that we had the same connecting flight through Atlanta. I'm Kate Meltzer. I am an assistant editor at Putnam Books for Young Readers. I'm Marissa Grossman. I'm an associate editor at Razorbill Books for Young Readers. And is this your first TLA for both of you? Yes. It is. Yes. My first conference and my first TLA. Yeah, I've I've worked some, like, consumer-facing conferences. Um, I've done, like, Comic-Con, stuff like that, but this is definitely my first... uh, librarian conference and it's really fun yeah we knew we were going to be busy um and that proved to be incredibly accurate yeah. i feel like the whole week was just a blur yeah start our, to finish. on our feet the whole time sometimes working in the booth um and sort of hand selling the books and letting the librarians know all about our different books that Penguin young readers and then um sometimes at panels and signings and uh sort of doing all that so constant movement yes <laughs> And now I feel like my expectations are very high going forward because everyone said TLA is the best. 
but now this is my benchmark for what conferences are supposed to be like. And everyone was so nice. And yeah, librarians are very enthusiastic. Um, apparently, it's especially Texas librarians. My understanding is from a, a few authors that I talked to is that libraries around the country, librarians around the country, really look to Texas to like be their beacon. And Texas librarians are a very tight knit community, and they're very hardworking and um, very enthusiastic. So it's been it was impressive. So these events are organized by the school and library marketing team at Penguin? Yes. And so how does it work in deciding like who, who gets to go and like what? I think they put a sort of they put a call out to all of us um, to whoever can sort of all hands on deck um, for different imprints. A lot of the publishers will sort of send either they'll come themselves or they'll send their staff. Um, in my case, I had two authors. Um, I'm a reasonable editor, and two of my authors were here at the conference: Emily Henry and Nikki Lofton. So um, it made sense for me to be here um, to sort of see them. And I've been I've sort of said this a bunch of times, but especially Emily, who I work very close with, and we're on the phone a lot, and we email a lot, but we've never actually met in person until this conference, um, so I was kind of chomping at the bit to be here and get to meet her, so it was nice. Yeah, I think it, it's dictated by, um, you know, also who has been at a conference recently. I think they tried Rotating to organize it, it, yeah, a so bit. they can rotate it so different people can go, but also who who's actually attending in terms of the authors and, and who they work with. Do you do much, like, traveling otherwise for authors and for... I don't. Yeah, not really. I mean, obviously our school and library group travels all the time because they go to all these conferences, but for the most part we don't, which is sort of why I, you know, I've never really met Emily Henry in person. Um, we sort of work out of the New York office and we edit and we write our letters and we do all our stuff and we have, con you know, it's 2017, technology is fantastic and you can do all that, but I don't really travel much. Yeah. No, it's a lot of desk work mm -hmm. or coffee shop work. And a lot of, like, around New York stuff, you know, book lunches and parties and dinners and agent lunches and stuff, you know, outside of the office. But it's all, it, none of it's, you know, traveling and it's not as, obviously, meeting as many people on the ground as librarians and readers. And the only interaction I really get with fans and readers is, you know, occasionally when we have book signings and book launches and parties um, around on sale for books. Otherwise, we don't really get to engage with sort of the consumers the way that our, our marketing groups do. Which is part of why these conferences, I think, are so fun, because yeah. you actually get to see authors engage with the readers, and for us, even just seeing the readers and, and how much they appreciate the work. And, and It's always nice, I think, in any industry to sort of hang out with the people you work with outside of the corporate, you know, atmosphere. So to be at a conference with, you know, obviously we know all the school and library people and we see them all the time in the office, but it's very different, you know, to see them in their element, certainly. Um, they're so great at this. And to watch them and to hang out with them and have dinner with them. And, you know, it's it's nice to see people outside of the office and, and sort of get to know each other as people and not just colleagues. Yes. <laughs> So that was nice to sort of be with everyone. We had the, you know, Penguin Random House family dinner last night, and that was really cool to have everyone. You were there. And that's one thing I haven't mentioned yet. After that cocktail party the first night, we had a dinner with all the Penguin Random House authors and staff. I got to meet my fellow Dial authors, Victoria Jameson, John Agee, Brian Mueller. I also met authors like Ruth Behar and Marie Liu and Jennifer Niven, who actually blurbed my book. You guys are kind of like an extended family, too. It's like cousins you never get to see yeah, or something. I mean, yeah, I, mean, and yeah, I love that I mean, it's called family I, dinner. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's perfect. Did you wear your hat or did you just hold your hat? I wore my hat for most of it. Good, I heard good the hats for you. were kind of uncomfortable, so kudos to you. 
I think, I mean, yeah, I think way to be a team player. Some people didn't wear their hats. Well, straw can be very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's true. Some people as a material, I don't know that that's the most. But then there were some authors who were wearing their hats, and I was like, your hat kind of goes with your outfit. Yeah. It doesn't look like it's it's a costume for this party. You look like you could be wearing a cowboy hat right now. Yeah. So that was cool. Some people just can pull anything off. I'm thinking about things that I would do differently next time, and everyone warned me to bring comfortable shoes. I cannot overestimate bring comfortable shoes yeah. we're both in massive amounts of pain right now <laughs> I, I I'm so happy to be sitting right cannot now. <laughs> wait to, to get back to New York and I think go get like reflexology on my feet which are like I thought I figured I wouldn't be able to feel them at this point so they'd be like no I'm gonna be like whatever but no they're like throbbing so we're yeah we're in pain <laughs> we're definitely in pain crowding our thoughts at the moment <laughs> Shortly after we recorded that, we got on board the flight. Kate and Marissa went back to New York. I came back here to Detroit. I ended up getting in just a little past midnight. Thanks very much to our planning committee member, Curran McLean. Also, Vanessa Carson and the entire school and library marketing team at Penguin Young Readers. You guys rock. Thanks also to Kate Meltzer and Marissa Grossman for the TLA Hot Take. You can find links to all of our different exhibitors in the show notes. And See You in the Cosmos is available now at your local public library. And if it's not there, you can go in and ask your librarian to order it. They're a friendly and enthusiastic bunch, especially the ones in Texas. And remember, you cannot overestimate comfortable shoes. I mean, I was wearing what I considered to be probably yeah, the best case I scenario of shoes. I comfortable shoes. No, now I'm ready to just go out and buy, what are those awful rubber rubber things that Crocs. Mario Batali wears? Crocs. Yes, Crocs. Now I'm ready to go buy a pair of Crocs. I walk around TLA wearing Crocs, though. But what if they were black Crocs? Oh, that's not Could bad. I hide no. them? Oh, no. Never mind. <laughs>